Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a productivity podcast celebrating the end of the year. I am Scotty Jackson and with me as always, Rosemary Orchard. How are you doing? Well, it's the most wonderful time of year when we're all optimistic, we're planning great things and it's a new start. So I... Why must it come but once a year? Ah, yes. Yeah. And I always love that fresh start that you get at the beginning of the new year. And then when you wake up on January 2nd, you've you've ruined everything because you managed to not your new year's resolutions on day one so it's always good fun. sure or or you've thrown them out or or whatever and i mean let's not be calendarist right in case there are people who don't follow the gregorian calendar or yep. recognize this as, as the new year. Or, or i mean i was thinking about this too because we're going to be talking about year-end rituals mm-hmm. and reviews and stuff today is that for you know some people the new year might be like september if you yep. have you know a whole bunch of kids and shipping them off or uh for some people you know, if you work in uh, corporate finance, you know, maybe the end of a fiscal year or, or a quarter is kind of the, your best time to do a year-end ritual. But for a lot of people, now is now is that time. And yes, let's roll with that. Yes. Fun fact for you. The Austrian fiscal year is January through to December. So it's actually exactly the same oh. as the Gregorian calendar year. Yeah. Oh, isn't that a neat alignment? Yeah. Having grown up in the UK where it ended in April, which always confused the heck out of me, um, you know, it, it's quite nice that everything lines up. So it adds a few more tasks to my year-end checklist, but they're all things I can handle. Someone thought about that. Yeah, they did. So what do we do at the end so, of the year? Uh, well, um, I, 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 I can talk about what, what some of the things that I do at the end of the year. I want to hear some of the things that you do at the end of the year. Um my most favorite thing to do at the end of the year is to um, not look at my task system for a little bit and to sit down with a pen and paper and just brainstorm and mind map. Like what are all the things that I can think of Mm -hmm. that are on my mind? And then I have super fun by then pulling out my productivity system, OmniFocus and comparing what did I think of that is in my productivity system. Mm -hmm. Cool. What did I think of that isn't in my productivity system? Uh Oh, this is a neat chance to, you know, maybe think about that. And then what is in my productivity system that didn't come to mind? Mm -hmm. And maybe it didn't come to mind for a really good reason. I mean, this is, this is just an awesome time to like super reflect Mm -hmm. on things and, and theming too. Like what is, what is, what are some of the big themes on my mind. What, what, what about, what about you? What is your, how do you kick off a year end ritual or review? Well, I'm totally going to steal your little Venn diagram there because I do, I do something very similar. Um, I, I actually start with an ordered review. So I have a little list of things, which is what did I do this year? That was awesome. And what do I want to do next year? And what could I have improved from this year? Um, what did I learn mm. this year? What mistakes did I make? What's already planned for next year? And I do have actually a paper planner for the big rocks and things. So, for example, attending WWDC and travel things goes in there along with uh, big deadlines. I don't put day-to-day tasks in there, but I I like to go through and add those. It's something fun about sitting down with a nice fountain pen and some paper. Um, And then also, what am I excited about? Aside from chocolate, Christmas trees, and my upcoming birthday, which is January 11th, um, you know, so I always get to start thinking about that at the end of the year. 
Um, you know, send flowers to Rose. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yes. Um, so I, I always like to, you know, think about what I'm excited about. And I do try and focus on the positives. But as you can tell from the question, you know, what mistakes did I make? And I'll make sure a copy of these questions are in the show notes for people. Um, you know, I, I try and focus on the positives, but, you know, the negatives are there. And I do have to look at them because that's what our life is. It's a, it's a little balance of the scales. So I start by doing that. And then I jump into a brain dump, just like you do. Um, and I'm, I'm going to turn that into a little Venn diagram because uh, I tend to do my end of your brain dump on uh, little color post-it notes. Um, and mm-hmm. I like having lots of different colors. Now, I don't assign the colors to different meanings. I just pick whatever I feel like is the right color to use. Um, but then I'm actually, I, so I, I've cleared off our dining room table. Our dining room table usually has an assortment of things on it. At the moment, it does still have a few Christmas presents on it, um, which I, we need to put away. Um, you know, still getting over that holiday, uh, not quite hangover, because um, this episode releases on it. Uh, December 31st, so that would be a bad way to start the new year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's still getting rid of a few things there. Um, but yeah, so I'm actually going to, I'm going to put masking tape on the table and I'm just going to stick things in there in different areas of the table based on, you know, this was not in my, in my OmniFocus and it should, and it's going, uh, and it was something I thought of and this was in my OmniFocus. It was something I thought of and then I'll pick a different color or diff- just add more stuff to post it. So if this was not in my OmniFocus and I thought about it and then over the next couple of days, I can go through those and deal with them and, you know, pick off the post-it notes as I've decided exactly what the status of this is and is it in the right place and can I progress on it? That's really great. I I like to thinking about like, not just the content of, you know, the things to be worked on, but also how you talked about reflecting on um, the actual workflows Mm -hmm. that, that I'm employing, like, uh, and and I think this is a really good time as I'm as I'm using using content as a way of backing into this. You know what kinds of projects did I execute well, and what what worked about that, mm-hmm. and what might I need to change about how I'm managing myself or my systems or my folder structure or its content or all any of any aspect of these things. And it kind of gets a little bit nuanced, but it's a really great time to think about how I'm working and not just what I'm working on. And what are ways that I could approach that better knowing some of the content that might be coming at me or that I might be thinking about Mm -hmm. more and more in in this new year? Definitely. I mean, it's always very tempting to start a new year and plan to do everything differently. Um, And so I tend to just write down the systems that I think are having problems with and make a point of coming back to review those at, you know, a good point in time. So, and I try and space those out because doing a lot of systems review in one go can be pretty darn exhausting, especially when you, you start this is me we're talking about. So I start automating things and building automations and things get crazy. And, you know, there's scripts running around and, you know, I crashed my server because I put a different script on it and it broke everything. Um, so, you know, I, I try and space those out, but I definitely take a note of, you know, what things, what things are working really well and what things feel like they could do with some optimization um, so that I can, right. you know, get, get ahead of myself there and go, okay, this is something that's going to be fixed. So I can be annoyed at my system, but I also have to write down what I'm I'm annoyed at so that I can then go through and actually fix it. That's just it. And then there's no better time to have pointed out to yourself, okay, what out of all of this content or things that I did in the last year reflecting on that, in knowing what I'm thinking of and what I've been thinking of, where where could I use a template yeah. or a checklist or a 
shortcut yeah. to automate like you know what are what are the kinds of things that I should be thinking about incorporating um and you know around that you know what habits maybe need some attention what habits uh have been working for me which habits are not working for mm-hmm. me and which where are places that I don't have habits that maybe I would like to and then how do I maybe make a plan about developing those? Exactly, yeah. And I've, I've, you know, I've, I wrote a screen, uh, an article for uh, the Screencast Online magazine about using some apps to set myself up for the new year. And one of those that uh, I use frequently is Streaks for tracking those habits. And I find it's really great to go into Streaks and actually review those habits that I have been tracking or trying to track and seeing how well I'm doing with those. Because if I'm doing really well with it, I can actually take it out of Streaks and replace it with something else. Um, and that's always, you know, a nice thing to do because I, I like the digital aspect of this. There's, um, I think it's don't break the chain, Jerry Seinfeld, the idea that you just print out a calendar Mm. and every day you have to put an X in the box. Um, right. And there's actually a subreddit to this. I think it's called, um, X days or something. I'll find a link, uh, for the show notes. Um, but the idea is that you, you built this habit by doing it every day um, and you do it on paper. I love that idea, but I travel too much and I'm in different places all the time. And quite frankly, if mm-hmm. a, if an app doesn't go, <clears throat> you said that you were going to do your new morning routine, then I'm going to forget to do my new morning routine and incorporate those extra things, which I've realized do make my day better, but I'm, you know, I'm not doing them. So... Yeah, and that's something that I think a lot about too, especially especially during this sort of year end time. Is I know what my optimal like morning routine is or daily routine. I know what my best practices are, but doing them regularly uh, is hard. Oh yeah. Uh, so how do I find ways to make that easier on myself? And I find this this year end kind of reflection time is a really really good time to challenge myself and be open to new ideas about how I incorporate and get more consistent about the things that I know work well. And I just need to find a way to be, you know, more, um, religious about. Definitely. And there's something that I stole from Cortex a while ago, which is, uh, theming your year. So deciding that all of, not everything that you do, but your big goals for the year are going to be centered around one specific theme. And I really like that idea because then I can pick those things that are really bothering me. Um, and I mean, usually by this time of the year, I do already have my theme figured out. Uh, I have to say, I know that this episode's going to release uh, December 31st. I'm still not sure exactly what my 2020 theme is going to be. I've got some good ideas, though. But whilst I'm doing this end of year review, that can really cement it and help me figure out what are the elements of my theme. So, for example, my theme for uh, 2019 was independence. I wanted to create more of my own content instead of just sharing things made by other people. And I have to say, I really feel like I've done that. I've written a book, Take Control of Shortcuts, which released just before Christmas. Um, And I've started this new podcast with you, Scotty, and I've continued with Automators, and I've done a lot of writing for Mac Stories, The Sweet Setup, and my own website this year. So, producing independent content has, you know, it's been a great theme, but I needed to figure out what the elements of that were as well. Because, you know, it's easy to give something a name and be like, yes, I'm going to have the year of awesome. But what does that actually mean? And how can you define Mm -hmm. whether or not you've achieved that? Um, You know, going back to a recent episode on goal setting and planning, um, you know, you, you need to know what it looks like when you're good. Absolutely. And then if you, if you want to go a little bit further down 
that trail of thinking too. Um, you know, you can, you can, you can divide that theme into, you know, milestones Mm -hmm. for quarters. I don't know if you know this Rose, but if you take the 52 weeks of the year and divide it by four, you get 13. Mm -hmm. Which Mm -hmm. means a 12 week year with a one week break in between the 12 week years, (laughs) funnily enough, works perfectly. feel like I've heard that hmm. somewhere before. Anyway, I, I, I feel like that's that kind of thinking has been really good for me. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to putting that more absolutely into practice this year, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, tying like, these sort of major milestones to, you know, an overarching theme for the year and um, being able to, you know, have that, you know, educate me a little bit about not just some of the things that I want to focus on, but how I will feel successful mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm working on it, because I, I know what those milestones might look like. Yes. And, and that's the thing. It, it, a lot of this comes down to, you know, picking a goal and defining what that goal really looks like, because it's always, you know, easy to go, yeah, yeah, so I'm going to lose weight. But what does that really look like? Does that mean more exercise? Does that mean watching what you eat? Um, does that mean a combination of those two? Does that mean maybe finding out the, if you, that underlying health problem that you think you might have, you actually have and getting treatment for it? Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of different elements to every goal um, that we can look at. And I, I feel like, we really need to try and figure out what precisely this means because as the the great saying goes, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I feel like the end of year is a good time to set up some plans and you don't have to make follow them perfectly. Um, and especially, I know, don't know about you, but I usually set fabulous goals on December 31st and then come <laughs> January 1st, everything starts falling apart. Of course. Um, but I, I, I give myself the freedom to say, hey, none of this has to work perfectly. All I have to do is like, that's what my theme is to try. I'm trying to do my theme. So I'm going to try and do everything I can to work towards this overall. And then I can, you know, if I don't maybe do everything that I wanted to do, like I've been working on a video course this year and I didn't get it done. Um, I had too many other things going on, but that's okay because I still did a lot of other things um, and I still feel good about myself and that's totally okay. So... That's right. I mean, honor the progress, right? And this, this, this goes all the way back to episode two in the non-zero day concept, right? Is that these end up being markers for what we are progressing towards. Mm-hmm. If we don't achieve, I mean, I, I give myself permission to fail all, all the time, mm-hmm. as long as I'm making progress. And I mean, it, it's just like, you know, my kid's report card, I, I'll tell them every time I care way or way more about the assessment of your effort mm-hmm. than I care about the assessment of your results. Yes. Um, and um, there are some times in life where, you know, the results absolutely do count, but you have to give yourself credit for the effort because putting the effort in is such a big part of this. You know, if you don't put any effort in and you achieve straight A's, well, good for you. But a lot of the things in life you have to work really hard at. And, you know, this can be anything, uh, you, and you just need to acknowledge that putting that effort in is what's good for that. So, and, and uh, that's part of what I do as part of my year in review. But the things, you know, what mistakes did I make and what did I learn? Okay, but how hard did I really try on those things that I failed at? Because if I didn't try very hard, well, I need to feel bad about not trying very hard, not about feeling. Yes. 
it also gives you a neat perspective on because I'm I'm a play to your strengths kind of person. Uh, I'm I'm happy to acknowledge. Hey, here is a thing that I tried really hard at, uh, but didn't do well at. Mm-hmm. Okay, m- maybe I need maybe that's not the thing. Then, like, do I really? Is this a thing that I care to get good at, or is there another way that I can supplement the fact that I'm not good at this thing by? leveraging relationships with other people or other resources or other tools and, and or, or or something right yeah. so the, this year in reflection helps me remember hey i'm trying really hard at this thing and not doing well yeah. okay so inventory time do i care like do i do i want to get better if so what am i going to do about that mm-hmm. or do i just embrace the fact you know what this is not going to be the thing that i am good at i'm going to look at these other things that I am achieving well at lean in on those and then compensate some other way for this other stuff. Yes. Um, cause I don't know about where you work, but I know a lot of places do like an annual review sometime early in the year, um, to, you know, see what you've been like, um, throughout the last year. Sometimes they do it at the end of the year. So if that, if that's your company and you're listening, then I'm sorry, we, <laughs> we missed that. Um, but knowing that you're, you're feeling like you're not very good at something, I feel is really important because then when it comes to the annual review, you can go in and say, you know, armed with the information of, I feel like I'm not good at this. Can we do X to help me be that handed off to a colleague um, and maybe take on some of their duties to compensate or go on a training course or be allowed more time to do these things. Um, but, you know, having that information really, it helps you with that feeling of lack of control, or at least for me, I sometimes feel like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm participating, like I'm, I'm a writer in my life rather than the driver because there are so many things happening all at the same time. And knowing exactly what it is that I feel like is going on, both positively and negatively, um, and having a plan for where I'm going really helps me feel like I'm in the driver's seat again. Yes. And, and I feel like another another way that really helps me with that, too, is by being really strict about the decisions that I make about the content that gets into my system or that stays in my system. And so um, this is a great time to review the someday maybes Mm -hmm. and maybe like, maybe say, you know what, this is a never. And and I'm going to, I'm going to, it's been on the someday maybe list for two, three years now. You know what, let it go. It's, this is not happening. And if it matters enough, it will come back and it can go on another list then. Yeah. But you know what? In in the meantime, namaste. I'm letting stuff go yeah. because I want to have uh, as much as I need to be successful mm-hmm. and no and no more. Yes. Because, <laughs> I mean, and you've had a powerhouse year. You were talking about some of the things that you've produced this year. That's amazing. You you can only do so much, though. And yeah. if, you, if you start keeping too much, I think, in the backlog, it can, I think it can become, at least for me, um, disheartening yeah. about feeling about like, like all, all these things I'm not doing. Uh, now is a great time for me to be a little bit more, well, you know what? Yeah, sure. It would be great if I worked on X, Y, and Z, but I really want to do a good job of A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. So I'm letting those other things go. Yeah. And that's the other thing I like to do at the end of the year. I go through that, that backlog, as you called it, you know, those lists of projects that are on my someday list but they they i want to get them done soon and i i prioritize things and i move things up the list based on what i feel like right now i would really like to do next um and as you said also it's a time to let things go because we always think of the new year as a time to start new things 
And it's also a time to stop doing things, you know. So, for example, going back to everybody's good old standby, if I'm going to lose weight this year, um, uh, you know, sometimes it's about stopping eating as much as starting exercise, right? Mm. Um, and you, you have to find out whatever that translates to for your goals. Um, and bearing in mind, you know, what you are like, what, you know, you you are the only person that knows you as well as you know you. Um and you have to take your personality and what you know about yourself into account when you decide on these things. That's that's exactly it. I mean, the, this is a, a good opportunity to think about your strengths, not in terms of, I, I, again, kind of like we talked about earlier, not just the content of the of your system, the things that you're working on, but the ways in which you work too. And so reflecting on both of those aspects I think is and doing that synchronously together, I think is such a powerful opportunity to be able to think about here are the things that I want to focus on. Here are the things that I want to let go of. And here is the way that I want to think about approaching all of this when it comes time to do my work or plan my work. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. To be able to think about that all together. And I mean, obviously this is, this is a, not a small thing to do this this kind of review um like how do you go about making the time and space for yourself like for me uh you, you know i you, you talked about your dining room table for me i i mean this need, means me like alone in a room with quietude for probably a solid four to six hours mm-hmm. if, I, if i'm being honest with myself and blocking out that time and and blocking out distraction for that period of time to be able to get this done uh what about what about you how does that look like for you to actually execute on this kind of thing well i have to say uh mike schmitz of the focused podcast and works at the sweet setup um he released a personal retreat workbook um and it's a set of i think six or eight videos and a pdf that you can fill out and the idea is that once every 12 weeks you you go away for a weekend and you do this so far i have i've i've been trying for all of 2019 and i have failed and that's okay uh but i've wanted to go away for a weekend and do this but as it is i found like i would like a day where I can just say this is what I'm doing for the day and where I can sit down and I can get up and talk to myself if I want to um you know let's be honest the only way you get any sense is by talking to yourself occasionally you do talk nonsense but sometimes when it comes to these things you do just need to have a good old-fashioned conversation with yourself or a rubber duck if you are worried about other people thinking you're crazy um so um you know i i like to do that because that's very structured um and one of the things that mike has in this workbook is uh evaluating the different areas of your life so you know you have your relationships um and you have your work work and different areas of focus and the idea is that your wheel of life should be balanced um and i find that i usually have a flat tire um and part of my 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 wheel is very <laughs> off balance but i really like the way that he put everything together there so that you can see that so i i tend to sit down um and um it it's hard when you live with somebody and you live in what is essentially a two room apartment uh so we have the bedroom and then everything else is in one room uh, so I try and send my boyfriend out for a run or to play tennis or to play games with friends. Uh, he likes to do computer gaming or uh, like desktop uh, desktop games, uh, like uh, tabletop games. That's the word I'm thinking of. Um, mm. So he likes to play tabletop games. So I, I, it's, it's always nice if you can send the other person out. But I think this year I'm going to make a point of uh, renting a room in a co-working space um, to, to get that done. 
that's and and then being deliberate about that and yeah. and so like not just for you but the people around you and, and the household like how do you um how you take the time to come up with a plan to mm-hmm. be able to create that space and then you create that space and then you do that review that's um that's really fantastic and i mean that can be that can be trickier depending on uh, like you, you said, you know, you've got you've got a limited space to work with, or you might mm-hmm. have, you know, like a, a zillion people and a dog in your home, uh, like I do. Um, but it, 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 as long as you take the time to be mindful of the fact that you know what a year in review is a good thing, and here's what the content of that could look like. But holy smokes, that's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd I'd better be deliberate and plan to use that time and create the space. Uh, for that to occur in that time. Um, yes. There's a lot of sort of discrete um, bits there to think yeah. about. And I would highly recommend, you know, it might sound, oh gosh, I need to like find four or six hours, you know, to myself. That that, that sounds like a lot of time, but especially if you have a partner, you know, trading off, especially, you know, if you have a partner, kids and a dog trading off. So you get four to six hours to yourself where everybody else is out but then they get those four to six hours to themselves. Do whatever they want. They don't have to do an end of year review. Um, you, you know, they could do anything. You know, that's dance right. around the house to ABBA songs if that's what they want to do. Um, but, you know, trading that off so that you, you get that time. But I highly recommend doing it in one chunk because if you break it up, then you lose your train of thought. Um, and there was a statistic I heard about programmers recently. If you interrupt a programmer while they're working, it takes them a minimum of 15 minutes to work to get their brain back into the same space that they were in before you interrupted them. That's not allowing for the actual time the interruption took, but it takes a minimum of 15 minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, a year in review, I would guess it's going to take more like 20 to 30 minutes to get your brain back into the state it was before you stopped. Um, And the other thing is, if you've got four to six hours and you're done in three, well, guess what? You can dance around the house to Abitunes as well, um, because everybody loves to do that in their spare time. Anybody could be that guy. Yes. I, I, I dance around the house to Ava all the time. So. <laughs> That's good. I think you're now, – now you're projecting. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, so that's going to be my yearly theme. Uh, what? Dancing Ab- to Abba tunes? A- a- Abba. That's, <laughs> I feel like that's achievable. Are you going with Hopefully. Waterloo? I think you're more of a super trooper personally. Oh, lights are going to find me. Um, <laughs> maybe that is exactly the spot where we think about – Transitioning from this podcast into actually doing a year-end review. Yeah. Is, uh, we're, we're recording this episode a little early, as I'm sure people have guessed, uh, because both of us are taking the holiday period off. But that doesn't mean that you're not getting this podcast, because That's we right. know that you love listening. And as our episode was scheduled to come out on December 31st, we really felt like we couldn't skip it. That's right. And so to those of you who do recognize the Gregorian calendar uh happy new year uh, yes. i hope that the uh i'm sure we uh hope that the new year uh brings uh the best in uh goals and productivity and success to everyone and uh hope that it treats you kindly uh and is is uh, a remarkable time to you know s- start a next chapter and uh and and have that be a positive experience for you and everyone around you Yes. And thank you for listening. I have to agree. I can't say anything more. That was perfect. Happy New Year, Rose. Happy New Year, Scotty. Un- until next time, uh, Rose, where can people find you on the internet? 
Uh, I'm at rosemaryorchard.com. There is links to all of my social media there and uh, also uh, links to this podcast, my other podcast, and both of the books that I've written. So that's the best place to find me. Scotty, where can people find you? Awesome. Uh, I can be found at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter and Instagram. And people can find us at nestedfolderspodcast.com or on Twitter at nestedfolders. We've received so much awesome feedback lately. I am loving it. So please continue. It's it's always nice hearing to hearing from all of our listeners, whether it's just you telling us where you're listening and, you know, when you listen or if you actually have a topic idea that you'd like to hear us talk about and give you some feedback on, um, you know, or anything. We, we love to hear from you. Absolutely. Tell, tell us how you're doing year end reviews and what what your what you get out of them or what that process looks like. I would love to continue uh, hearing ideas and thoughts about this because uh, I'm sure there's so much more to it than only 20, 20 some odd minutes can, can cover. Yes. So don't forget, take a chance on yourself in 2020. That's right. That's right. Until next time. Bye for now, Rose. Goodbye.